Hey, what's cracking, everybody? Hall of Famer and cannabis connoisseur, the Godfather here. And when I'm at home and I'm on that smoke train, there's nothing better that I like to do than listen to Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode eight of Can't Stop Talking About Wrestling. I'm Hector, and I'm here with Raymond and Mark. Hello, guys. Hello. What's up? What's going on? Not much. Um, sad news. Iron Sheik has passed away yesterday. Respect the legend, yeah. Bubba. Yeah, one I saw, of the best. I saw you posted pictures. That's another uh, wrestler and legend that I did not get to meet. But great stories, though. Oh man, she was cool as can be. I met him when I was like eighteen, so that was way too many years ago. I'm not going to disclose my age for the audience here because it'll show how. <laughs> Um, but yeah, oh man, Shiki Baby was always nice, can be always. Listen, you don't respect the legend, he makes you humble. Just ask Ultimate Warrior and the, the Raisin Balls and Rice Krispie Dick Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> There's one story I just heard it uh, this morning, matter of fact. It was basically um, right before he was gonna put Hogan in a camel clutch, he had a heart on. <laughs> so they asked, oh they asked him about it, and he just like laughed, and basically, I he said I, in his in his um accent, I I I make Hogan humble. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, yeah, he just had, he just put his stuff on Hogan's back, and that's it. You got to deal with it. That's it. But yeah, between all his uh, messages on, on social media and everything, class act. He will be missed. Yeah. Definitely. Hopefully, Twitter lives on through uh, the Majin brothers. Those are the guys that managed his uh, Twitter. So hopefully, it lives on. Got you. So um, let's go real quick. Just highlights uh, of Raw. It started off with um, Damian Priest. He accepted Seth Rollins' open challenge match for the world title. Um, he says he doesn't need anyone's help, including Finn. Finn gives him like a weird puzzled look, like, like, what do you mean? Like you don't need us anymore. And um, Damian Priest agrees. Nobody around ringside. No, no members from Judgment Day. Anyway. As the match goes by, on Finn shows up. Damian Priest is like, "What are you doing here?" Uh, Seth Rollins gets the win. They start walking away. As the TV goes off, Seth Rollins grabs the mic, talks about how he's a champion uh, and, he's, and he's challenging and he's gonna fight everywhere and he wants to give everyone respect and he wants to shake Damian Priest's hand. And Finn Balor says he wants no part of that. Walks away. Damian Priest goes back into the ring and shakes his hand. Does this mean there's any trouble within Judgment Day? I think they're building that kind of story where it may, they, it's going to appear. Honestly speaking, I think that either A, they're going to add a new member, in my opinion, or B, uh, they're going to swap them out. So maybe Finn goes and someone takes his place. Right. Yeah, I see Damian Priest leaving, which kind of sucks, but yeah. But, uh, well, you know, this Priest performance at Backlash against Bad Money really raised some eyebrows. Yes. I think WWE sees him now as a top guy and can be a babyface because he can't talk. The guy can talk, I can work. So yeah. it's not like he can't. I think the smart move would be if you're going to turn Priest face, you got to put somebody else in the stable that's going to that's gonna fit. And to me, there's two people that would make the most sense. That would be Dijak if he got the call up. Um, or cross, right? Because Craig and Cross have nothing to do with the type of persona. But again, that that's 
way in the future if they decide to go this route. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of interject it for a second. I think if they're going to bring anyone, it's going to be J.D. McDonald. Reason yeah. being, if you remember a few weeks ago, um, when he debuted in that Battle Royal for Raw, he was leaving the arena. I don't know if anyone caught it. Yeah, yeah I saw he it. He was doing the interview, and Finn Balor was there. It was, he, was, he was basically like spying on him or something. The one that would be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if he... I mean, he'd be great to team up with Finn. I just don't know if he fits in with Judgment Day. But, I mean, hey. I, I agree with that. Irish Aces, for sure. Is he perfect as a unit? Judgment yeah. Day, I, I don't know. I mean, McDonough, it can be definitely physical, as you've seen, like against Ziggler yeah. and the stuff on NXT. The guy could work. Like, yeah, guy, I, I like him a lot. I could be... Um, as a kid... I mean, I'm gonna be a little biased. I'm 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 Puerto Rican. As a kid, I always wanted a Puerto Rican wrestler to like look up to him. Like, oh, I, if he could do it, then I could do it. And we really never got that until um, Carlito. But be, be, besides that, I mean, we had Morales, and we're just like, okay. But we never had like the the big guy to look at. So Damian Priest, is, I, I, I accept that. I take that. Hold on, you guys had Quang. Jesus. <laughs> Bill Vega, Come on, that was a big guy. Where's the mute button for Mark? Last week, <laughs> last last week was Cornette. Now we got fucking this shit. Anyway, listen, I'll bring up Okay. Uh, you got Paul Heyman, I guess. Um, <laughs> uh, Money in the Bank qualifying match. Very surprised. Um, we had Sony Deville versus Becky, and Becky wins. I didn't see Becky being in the Money in the Bank match. I would have never bet that. But it happened. She's in it. And also Natalia versus Zoe Starks with Zoe Starks with the win. So she'll be in the Money in the Bank with Becky. Thoughts on that, guys? Uh, not really. I mean, I once I saw Becky win, I, which I was kind of like in your process, like, ready? I thought maybe someone else would win it. And she'll do something with uh, Trish, but... I don't know. I thought they were, they were close to the match, but yeah. So that leaves Trish just, I don't know, being a manager. Unless she, unless she fights Lita or I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with that. But I, guess. I think we're getting Becky and Lita versus Trish and Zoe Stark. I think that's, that's where we're going towards. Becky and Lita, okay. Yeah. At SummerSlam. Okay, like I said, I don't want to <laughs> see Lita no more, but I just, it just leaves. We've done both qualifying for the Money in the Bank. It just leaves um, Trish being, a, I don't know, a manager or, or I guess, some time off until SummerSlam. Well, I mean, technically what she can do is do an uh, interference of some kind that's going to cause the match for SummerSlam during the Money in the Bank. Yeah, yeah. That's what they may do with it. I mean, in the Money in the Bank, um, the new rules, I mean, I think the very first two, y- your manager could be there. Lately, no managers are allowed. So that's why it doesn't give Trish anything. But Trish next to Zoe Starks is a great idea. Because when you think of Trish now, you're going to think of Zoe Starks, and it's going to bring up the value for Zoe Starks. But I just say for Money in the Bank, there's nothing for her to do. So I guess she's like on the Brock Lesnar schedule, and we won't see her too. Summer's time. <laughs> yeah. And then um, we had Owen, Kevin Owens versus um, um, Guta. Guta. Sorry. And that was a, a great match. I, I liked it. It's about respect. <laughs> Yeah, it was a really good match. I, I like how physical Gunther and Kevin Owens were in that match. Uh, hopefully, they can have like a you know a title match or something coming down the line with that. Yeah, it was a good match. I I just like you know for Gunther, you uh, Gunther again. I say this every week, and I'll keep saying it every week. Gunther can have a match with a broomstick or or a vacuum cleaner or a folding table. It's gonna be a good match. 
Um, but I did not like the finish. Personally, I thought the mismatch finish with all the interference and, yeah. and Gunther getting the roll off. I, yeah, okay, Gunther gets the win and all that stuff, but uh, God, it was so predictable for me. Right. I'm like, come on, you've done anything else here. I guess you, you you do that to keep them both looking good, especially, well, at least Kevin Owens as a top guy because you don't want to see him get his ass kicked and he loses. Oh, for sure, but it could have been a DQ finish. It could have been, you know, you don't need to have a, a pinfall victory here knowing it all in this much. It could be a DQ finish. It could have been even a count-out. I wouldn't find it. Like, they don't even really do count-out victories yeah. or losses or double count-outs anymore. You could have done that. Yeah, definitely. I, I get that. And then it seems like Cody Rhodes' next opponent is um Dom Dom. Or is it? <laughs> I mean, well, he did, he did, he did smack um, Cody and, and ran. So... Cody needs some kind of revenge. So at least, I don't know, money in the bank or something. He he needs to get a, a hit back, I guess. You know what I'm thinking here? What Cody you? and returning Brandy Rose against Dominic and Rhea. I, I, That's what I'm thinking. I saw I saw the I, I saw the tweet, but um, just her first match against the women's champion. I mean, I don't see a competition to oh. to Ripley. But I mean, she get pinned. Huh? She, could, she might get pinned. I mean, it would also be, uh, give uh, Rhea another challenger off the bat. Like, you know, they have singles matches and stuff. You have you definitely have different avenues to go here. I guess. I, yeah, I, I agree with that. <laughs> I, I was expecting Brandy to come back um, a lot sooner. Just not against the women's champion. And a badass. Who's going to get more moves, Dominic or, or, or Brandy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's a be- that, that's a better matchup, um, Brandy versus Dom Dom and Ripley versus Cody. They have to finish Beth Phoenix Rhea Ripley story first. They yeah. haven't finished that one. Uh, that's something to be talked about later, I guess. But um, also Paul Heyman showed up on Raw. That was a nice appearance. He announces that Jay will make his choice on Friday on SmackDown. Let's um, make sure you watch it. That's all. Oh yeah, watch it, and hopefully he he chooses. But I mean, he chooses his brother, right? And I mean, his brother as Jimmy. That's what I'm guessing. I mean, mm-hmm. He can't leave Jimmy. We'll see that too. And then, I mean, one thing I do know: the SmackDown and and segment. I can't remember if we talked about. It. It's been feels like the weeks gone by so fast and strong, but uh, they've hit almost three million viewers for that segment. Yeah, I, I I saw that. I saw that. And and then on they they have rumored matches as for Money in the Bank, the Usos versus Roman and Solo, and then for SummerSlam, Roman versus Jimmy. I mean, those are just rumors, but it looks like that's the way it's gonna go. I wouldn't if Jay is still hasn't made a decision. I can see him being the special referee at SummerSlam if that story goes that long. But um, yeah. Can you see Rakishi coming out? Because I heard there was some kind of rumbling he, about him. I, I, I think he's doing the rumblings all by himself. I don't, I don't think no one's making rumblings. I think he's just <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to get a little extra paycheck. and Because he, he's definitely put, working that Twitter every time a segment happens. Like He's throwing himself in there. He's hoping that Triple H sees it and is like, okay, you know what? Let's bring your dad in and he's going to squash it. And maybe Roman could punch him or something like that. I mean, yeah, why not bring in more blood members? Let's go. But um, Listen, he's going to come back. Let him come back as the Sultan. We, everybody wants to see the Sultan. <laughs> a 
Uh, First it's Quang, now the Sultan. Let's yeah. keep going all. Mark is on a roll. <laughs> it's, it's like it's flashback Thursday. <laughs> um, um, NXT, let's just skip right to Braun Breaker. Calls out Seth Rollins. So I, I, I loved it. But um, do we see Braun going to Raw or Seth coming to NXT? I personally want Seth to go to NXT. I believe Seth is going to be going to NXT. I think the from what I saw online today, uh, Tony Khan, not Tony Khan, sorry, wrong Khan, <laughs> the other Khan. See, I'm punk. To have eyes. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, folks. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> but point being that they want more eyes on NXT, so the way it brings up the values for like you know people watching. So you may see more WWE SmackDown Raw stars on NXT. But yeah, I, I see Seth going to NXT at least for a week or two and then going back like, to the. I like that. Even, even though WWE announced his schedule, it, it doesn't, sh- of course, no spoilers, it doesn't show anything about him going to NXT. It shows all the walls that he's going to be at, it shows the house shows that he's going to be at, nothing about NXT. But um, yeah, I would like him to go back home since he was the first NXT champion and, and fight Braun there. But that would be great. And that would be great ratings for NXT. Add- yep. Taking a pause there for a second. This whole thing, they're showing Roman's schedule. They're showing Seth's schedule. It looks almost like the same kind of schedule. It doesn't look like one is more than the other. You know, I don't don't know. Well, yeah, I mean... This whole, like... Well, um, Roman's going to work all the way to SummerSlam, and I don't know what happens after that. And Seth is our everyday champion. He's fighting everywhere. Even on the... I just saw they announced July 7th. It's a SmackDown. The dark match is Seth Rollins versus Damian Priest. So for the lucky fans at um, Barclays, they're going to see Seth Rollins at a SmackDown show. So Seth Rollins. Yeah, Madison Square Garden. Oh, is, not oh, Barclays. I'm sorry, Madison Square Garden. I, I could have swore it was Barclays. Okay, so maybe I'll go to that show. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of. Um, <laughs> I, I love the Garden. I'll take the Garden. Um, so yeah, so Seth is going to be working like like no other. And he could rub it in Roman's face. Um, before we even go into um AEW, since um Raymond said the wrong con. Do you guys see? I I heard it somewhere, and I was like, it, it stuck in the back of my head. The world title, is it only here until WrestleMania, or is this like a long time, long term title? Hmm. Um, I think it could be a long-term title. Okay, because just just because of the the work schedule of Seth Rollins and everything, like I, I you, know, you hear the I don't know dirt sheet rumors, the internet, whatever you want to call it. Um, basically, Seth Rollins is going to be rubbing it in like he's the champion, champion every day, defending nonstop, boom, open challenge, everything, and then eventually he's going to want to challenge Roman. This, like I said, this is just rumors, storytelling. He wants to challenge Roman, and he. And we just put the belts on the line again. So, I don't know. That's just one way to go at it. And if that happens, then what is the world title about? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be interesting how they play the story because uh, is he going to be like the most defending champion in the world? I don't know. I, I Do I see with the belt? I don't. I mean, if he loses the belt right away, then they're kind of going back to what WWE was doing prior to Roman. No, I don't see like him losing the belt. Every two months. I don't see him losing the belt. I see him like putting the belt on the line, and him, him beating Roman at, at WrestleMania 40. And he has all the belts, mm-hmm. and we have to unify the belts, and we're back to square one. 
and the world title doesn't exist I, no more. What happened? I think that's terrible. I, yeah, I, I think like, so too. I, I like the world title, but I just and I kind of saying it because before before I buy the world title and, and add it to my storage, I want to make sure it's not it's not going to be gone in six months. <laughs> you asked this question to us. Just it's not for, for the listeners of the podcast. It's not for like you know a general. Question. You literally just want to know because you don't want to spend like the four hundred five hundred dollars for this title if it's just going to last for a year. So basically, this is a selfish question. No, I'm, I'm thinking other people are, and I feel sorry for the people who have already pre-ordered it because it is a hot item on the website. But yeah, you imagine that buying it and then it's just gone by April. I don't know. If if they if some of these people were pre-ordering deodorant like they're pre-ordering championship titles, life would be a lot better. Yeah, I had to get that in. I had to get my shtick in at least once an episode. Um, Mark, we're trying. Listen, to, I think we're, titles we're, we're, we're trying to gain members, not lose them. <laughs> oh, you know what? Listen, those that smell, take care of yourselves. But anyway, I think title's going to last a long time. Really? I think this is a, lo- a long, long-term thing here. I don't think it's just for a short term. I think because of the, they would Roman, they booked themselves into a corner. Like a while ago, they booked themselves into a corner. Not even recently. It's been going on for a while. And it came to, to the situation where the USA Network wants a world champion on, on the show. So what do you do? You bring back the world title. It's going to be here to stay. I think this is going to be... Here for a long time. Fine, I'll buy it then. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. I mean, another indication. I was gonna say another indication that it may be around for a while is they're supposed to be getting rid of the women's titles and kind of duplicating the men's titles. Just, a, I guess, a smaller version of it. I hope not. I don't like that. I, I mean, I don't like that. I know they had to do something with the titles because I mean, Ripley is the the SmackDown champion. SmackDown, but she's on Raw. On Raw. So, Alan, they, they should do what, what um, Charlotte and Becky did when they switched the rings, but do it in a nice way this time. But, yeah, I, I don't know. They have to do something with the titles. I I just don't want them to change the titles again. Because now, then it just looks like it's a money thing. Like, hey, guys, go go pre-order the women's now. So, it's like, I don't know. But, um, let's move on. about the money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's, I think we're done with that. Oh, wait, wait, I forgot. Um, Barry Corbin did a hell of a promo. I like the whole respect thing of I was here at the takeover in Brooklyn. You guys weren't. You guys should be thanking me, respecting me. Almost like the Trish thing, but I don't know. I, I like seeing Corbin in this position. I didn't like his new wardrobe, the shorts and the shirt and the burn the ships. I like the burn the ships quote and everything. I think he has that tattooed somewhere. But, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like the basketball shorts on him. It didn't look right. But still, we're not here to talk about wardrobe, even though it's about wrestling. But I did like his whole promo of demanding respect and how he was at NXT way before everybody. And if it wasn't for him, I don't know all about that. But yeah, it was a good promo. I liked it. Oh, I was going to say that uh, no, no, no Mar, whatever his name is, uh, has an official team name is the, no, meta, the meta four. Oh, wow. I, I missed that. Okay. <laughs> No, I'm not even like. I think that's a good combination for him, and I think it's going to help boost uh, Blash Legend and, and Jackson. I think. I think this. I always have said Noam Dar being back to his NXT UK days. I feel like he always makes people better around him, so it's good. I, I think this stable is going to be good for all of them that are in there. I hope Braun Breaker spears. No, I agree. All right, so now we go into AEW Dynamite, which I thought it had its moments, and the moments stood out. Um, Tony Khan announces the first main event. 
for Collision uh, on June 17th in Chicago, <laughs> which we talked about this, and they they dropped the ball. It's, um, who is it? Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Samoa Joe. Wow. Versus CM Punk and FTR. So basically, after we get that main event, that means CM Punk goes in a feud with his longtime buddy, Samoa Joe, and they keep it safe and they make some money together and all that. But that is not what people want to see. That is not what people are going to stop their Saturday plans and and watch. The first night, yeah. They just want they, they definitely want to hear what he has to say. So he, he hopefully he opens up the show and he grabs the mic and does some kind of pipe bomb. And if he doesn't, and he gets interrupted by Joe or something, it's it's gonna be a big letdown. We talked about the tickets before. Um, tickets did increase. They did sell some extra tickets by announcing CM Punk and all of that. The other shows in the future have not increased at all. Just only Chicago, which Chicago should have been sold out by now, and it's not. So that says a lot. But yeah, it's definitely going. I don't. I I'm not sure how ratings works, but it's definitely going to be a DVR show for a lot of people. Like we'll watch it Sunday morning after our. I think a DVR. Um, it's still going to count as a rating. It, it, it's okay. a plus That's... one, plus three, plus five, all kinds of stuff. So okay. it's still not a rating, but they're definitely not. Like this was definitely a letdown. I do agree with you on that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's going to have to be like a rainy Saturday night that you, you have no plans. You're not going to movies, not going out to the clubs, you're not going to the bar, you don't have a hot date, whatever. And like, I'm just going to stay home on a Saturday night and watch wrestling. The only way, unless it's like a big main event. Like, like I said, June 17th, yeah, they're going to get ratings up, up, the, uh, up the hole. But besides that, it's just like, yeah. I mean, how many main events can you do with CM Punk if it's not against the Elite? But... Let's move on to other things I was very interested in. The opening match. Your buddy, uh, Mark, Orange Cassidy. Huh. A, Can we skip this? No, because it was a really it was a, a really good match. And no, it actually was. That's why I'm like, I, I wanted to skip this because I'm actually gonna talk good about the it, match. So that's why I was like, Can we skip It was this? And, and let's let's give it. He's been giving good matches weekly. He's like Seth Rollins. Every week, defending the belt, kicking ass, doing great, and I wouldn't mind seeing and a rematch of Cassidy right. and Swerve. Maybe at a pay-per-view, give him more of a, a spotlight on it. I don't know if that's the direction they're going to go with um, Sting and um, Darby helping him. So it might be a three-way. I don't I don't want to see that. I'd rather see Swerve and Cassidy just keep kicking each other's ass. It was, it was a really good match. I was very, very surprised. Granted, I was like pissed that Cassidy's still the champion, of course. Yeah. Um... Because Swerve, like not even just towards my dislike of Orange Cassidy, um, it's Swerve deserves a, a good run. But that that guy just seems to get better and better, and you could tell how talented he is because Hit Row is absolutely useless in WWE without Swerve. Um, Swerve made that group. Swerve makes the group that he has now, and Swerve's a heck of a talent. Um, and again, that match was surprisingly good. I, I was like, ah. I, like going into this podcast, I said to myself. Crap, I actually have to talk about Orange Cassidy. You do, week, but so. don't worry. I'm gonna I'm gonna change that real quick for you, Mark. First, first I'm gonna um, step out of the ring for eight count, and we'll be, we'll be right back to talk about something funny about Cassidy. I think that you're gonna love. All right, step it out for one sure. second. Well, for eight seconds, and I'll be right back in before the ref counts me out. All right, guys, we're back. Um, so back to Cassidy. I didn't want to talk about um rumors or news until we finish all the results of, of the shows. 
But since we're talking about Cassidy, um, Matt Hardy went on, I believe it was an interview, and he said that um, Orange Cassidy is this era's version of The Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. Basically, I saw that. Yeah, mm. basically saying basic he doesn't need a belt. That he's he's a, a great character all by himself. He doesn't need the title. His name and everything does it all for himself. And he does the title does mm. is not going to make him any more famous or anything. He's doing this all <clears throat> on his own, just like the Undertaker. And I was like, Wow, I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I I'm sorry. Listen, he's he's is he a character? Yes. Do I like watching him do the stupid thing with his hands and the kicks? Absolutely. Is he an undertaker? Hell no. I'm sorry. That is for this from Um Man, where do I begin here? Uh uh-uh. I, I think I think it was just misinterpreted. I know I, it's funny is I I didn't react as harshly as others because I know what Matt Hardy meant. He's referring more towards the relationship between Orange Cassidy and Tony Khan compared to Undertaker and Vince. Okay. Like that, like we're not we as fans are never going to see that because we're not behind the scenes unless it shows up on like All Access or whatever. Um, I think that's what he was more referring to because you have to be. Like out of your mind, and possibly need to put in a mental institution if you think that Orange Cassidy and Undertaker are on the same level. I'm sorry. Well, we, we might have just more fans I, just I, now, but I took it as the, I, I took it as the part with the title belt. Like he doesn't need the title. I understand that. But just as soon as you say the Undertaker's name and you put another wrestler's name next to it, there's going to be an issue. It, everyone's going to open up their eyes. Like what? You can't compare him to Undertaker unless this they're growing some really good stuff in the Hardy Ranch. But um, that's something else. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so that's the the Cassidy news. Let's move back, reverse, rewind, and go back to um, AEW Dynamite, which my favorite part of the whole entire show, and it wasn't the CM Punk announcement. It was MJF. I thought it was gold. It was everything that was I wanted. MJF has a segment. He grabs the microphone. Um, he talks about that there's no competition and blah 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 blah. And Adam Cole comes out. Um, they go back and forth just a little, but then MJF gives us a quick history lesson on Adam Cole's life, wrestling career from day one to now. He he puts little jabs and talks. About, they're all good compliments, which was amazing and shocking. Talks about um, NXT and Undisputed and and um, being Shawn Michaels' boy and all of that. Without it being too much, it was perfect. And then he ends it putting Adam Cole down, basically how he lost it, and takes Adam Cole's best promo ever that he did on Cross and turned it against him, basically telling Cole that everything the company is doing for him. He got his own reality show because that reality show is the Adam Cole and Britt Baker show. Um, He got the cool shirts. He got the cool music. He got the girl. He got the lights. And for MGF, all they got to do is ring that bell. So it was a great thing. He even said what everybody knew. That um, Keith Lee was going to be, I mean, I'm sorry, I messed it up. That Adam Cole was going to be Keith Lee's manager. And he threw that jab in there too. <laughs> so it was, it, I thought it was a perfect segment. All I'm praying is what we always talk about and Mark talks about it, storytelling. They're going to fight next week. I don't want them to have a match next week. MJF wins by cheating and they move on. I want a, a no DQ. I want I want a match and let them go at it. I want to... Uh, Something happens that they have to keep on going with this match and story and take it 
to the next pay-per-view or something. Not just one week and that's it. Because that's what they do a lot. Run it. Take it, guys. Do you think Chris Jericho and the Cole story is over? Because I Chris Jericho and Cole and Jericho one more time, not so much MJF. Well, the match is, is announced next week, unless they interfere with the match. I'll take that. I, 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 I just don't want them to be done with. I, I, I think this is a great story. I think they could run it and turn it into maybe, I don't know, three matches or something. Give us a good story in it right now. Perfect. Let them go back and forth. I mean, Adam, Adam Cole is, might be the first person to really call MJF on his shit. Like, basically, we, we know what you're going to say. You're going to make fun of us, blah, blah, blah. No one, no one respects you. No one cares what you have to say no more. Just fight. Even, like, do it in there. Basically, let's have a, uh, 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 let's go to the back and pee in a cup because you're, you're taking steroids. Like, it, he actually, like, threw jabs back at MJF when everybody else. And that's what MJF wanted. He wanted someone that could talk back to him, can have a good match with him. And I think he got that. So we shouldn't just see it one week and that's it. But, yeah. Mark? Mm. You know, it, it, the funny thing is how I took that. I got like, when Cole pulled MJF out. There's a couple things I, I can bounce off of here. It made me think in the moment, like, you know what? MJF really goes cookie cutter so often. Yeah. It's like the promos are always great, but, you know, yeah, he's hitting all the points, mentioning all the things, whether it's about Keith Lee being out on the mat, you know, Adam Cole managing Keith Lee or the whole callback of ringing the bell, all that stuff. It's like, crap, do I even care? And I don't mean that in a bad, in a bad way. MJF's great, but it's just a matter of, do I, I, I think what Adam Cole did was almost took a little bit of heat off the match. I got miss maybe just me. And I'm like, do I even care about this match now? Because I feel like we're just going, to, MJF gets this insert new opponent, insert, same base things he's going to touch on on their lives, careers, whatever. Bang, bang, bang. It's cookie cutter. And then you have Adam Cole respond, and it's like, shit, we've seen this multiple times. No matter who the challenger is, it's always the same kind of dynamic. At least when we've seen other champions in other companies, or even a, a, other AEW title matches, there seems to be other layers, other things going on. It just seems it's the same kind of dynamic over and over. Um, but just to take that aside, you know, Adam Cole, you know, he, to me, could be the guy, if they didn't make match next week, that I could have seen actually beating MJF for the title. Exactly. But it being next week, I don't know. Like, you know, maybe you might be losing an opportunity, and I, I, it better not be Jericho interfering or something like that, because we don't, we don't need to call that call that back right now, especially with a match as big as this. This could have been a pay-per-view match. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I could, like Raymond said, I could see, like, Jericho interfering, and then Adam Cole goes back to getting revenge on, on Jericho. And then MJF just goes on to a different story. I don't want that. So I don't know how what's going to happen. Nope. And if something crazy happens and Adam Cole wins the belt, which that would be crazy and shocking. But um, I just don't want the match to end with MJF cheating or the, the disqualification or something with Jericho. And they and this is the reason for everyone to split and go their separate ways. Well, you know you're talking about MJF and the cheating, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know he's gonna take that ring out or something. Something's gonna happen. Yeah. But anyway. But I, I, then I want like a rematch and like so on and so on and keep running the story. Not, I'd rather take the ring and be like, okay, you cheated, and now I want a rematch. Not if Jericho interferes, then that just leads Adam Cole going that direction and um, MJF being free. 
And the, I have a question for both of you guys. I'm sorry to interrupt, Kaka, for no, both of no. you guys. I'm curious yeah. thinking here. If MJF beats Adam Cole by cheating once again, like it seems like MJF, almost every victory he has is by some way of cheating, even before he was a champion. Does that make his title reign, I guess, less impressive? You know, because he has to keep cheating. Like it just kind of ruins it, so to speak, that he just keep going this route. Raymond, I'll, I'll let you go first. All right. For me, I'm going to say no, just because um, it's his character. Is you know, lie, cheat, and steal. Winning by any means necessary. You're the champion. As long as your show doesn't get one, two, three, you're a champion. So for me, I don't think it lessens it. All right. Um, Raymond, I'm going to damn you because we're going to agree. Uh, same thing. No, I think his, his job right now is, is to make you hate him. So if, if it's for you, might think it's the worst title reign, and him is he's doing his job. So if he has to cheat every match, he's gonna do it in any way he can. So you could be like, oh my god, he's horrible. Just take the belt off for him. I hate him. I hate him. And he wants you to boo him, and half the arena is cheering him. <laughs> so he's gonna do whatever it takes <laughs> for you to boo him. So sorry, Mark. He's gonna keep cheating. <laughs> oh, no. the question. I was just I honestly wanting your opinions because I've, I've noticed that people have, you know, I've seen I've seen the rumblings around on social media. Just so I was just curious what you guys thought. Hey, when it comes to my like my favorite wrestlers, Cena gets a pass. He's he he has like a VIP status in my in my head. <laughs> and then you got like CM Punk and Bray Wyatt like right, right there, and like MJF is right there, right 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 under them. So so he he, he could cheat all he want, but um. Since we're talking about AEW, let's talk about um, Forbidden Door. MJF has no opponent yet. He doesn't want anybody. So we'll get, we'll get back to that. But they have announced um, Kenny Omega versus um, Will Osprey. That match is going to be one of the best matches ever. I say it now. And then we have Daniel Bryan versus Okada. Uh, Bryan Danielson. Yeah, yeah, him too. I... I, I, I <laughs> Water, butch. This is ridiculous. Anyway, um, yeah, just um, they, once again, I when they announced Forbidden Door, I was like, that's gonna be the pay per view I'm not going to spend money on. And nope, take my money, because <laughs> just those, just those two matches, it's going, it, it's worth it. If you're a wrestling fan, if you like wrestling, if you like good matches. Those two matches is worth it by itself, and they haven't even announced or ru- there's no even no rumors of no other matches. So, uh, if you haven't seen any of these guys wrestle, it is worth it. I promise you, it's worth it. Um, Dan- um, sorry, Brian Danielson's um promo was awesome because Okada's nickname mm-hmm. is um the Rainmaker, so he was like, "They call you the Rainmaker. I'm gonna take you to the fucking desert, and you're gonna fucking die." <laughs> but I love, <laughs> I, 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 I loved it. Um, let's go back to um, MJF. He has no opponent. I came up with a crazy fantasy storytelling. Um, if they could get Great Muda somehow like backstage, I would have MJF attack him and take his Hall of Fame ring. And that would be like the new ring MJF wears, which would be like a replica of the WWE Hall of Fame ring. I thought that would be kind of cool. Because he doesn't basically want. If he has a match, it's going to be with a legend. I don't really know legends from all Japan wrestling. So I don't know who he will have a fight with. Because he's not going to fight a regular guy that's just a rising star. So I don't know about that. But 
You don't think he'll do like an AEW guy with a, you know MJF? Yeah, he might have to. That's a, maybe maybe they have Adam Cole there again. I don't I don't I don't know if that's allowed for the Forbidden Door, but um yeah, I don't know. I I like my story. If I could only be in the same room with MJF and whisper that in his ear, but um yeah, we'll see. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Wait, give me one second. Sorry. All right. So we're back. Um. So let's move on now. Um. I heard people complaining about Ali Knight, how he's a wannabe, uh, Stone Cold and The Rock, and it seems like we're not gonna get rid of that. What bothers me is that just people are assuming this is a WWE gimmick. And it's not. Uh, I did my research finally. And Ellie Knight has been doing this character since at least 2015. So in that that was the, the, the show that I was telling you guys about. The Rock on the Hero. And he's done it in NWA. He's done it on Impact. So um, that is what he's been doing. So it's not just like he came to WWE and said, oh, I'm going to do, do a fake impression of um, Stone Cold and The Rock and copy their moves and their talk. He's been doing this for a while. I, I'm assuming he's just a fan of theirs and he's just put his little touch to it. But a lot of people, for them, the only thing that exists in wrestling is WWE. And this is Ali's Knight's first time in wrestling. And he's just copying off of Stone Cold. And that's it. But no, yeah. I don't know. Your guys' takes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, people kind of got to wake up because, like, it's like saying almost like Bray Wyatt wants to be Undertaker. You know, <laughs> they maybe got inspired, and this is the reason why they got into wrestling. Watching The Rock, watching Stone Cold, so you may take aspects of those characters and make it his own. But I, I don't. I every time I watched him, I think he's all awesome. a rock. Uh, I think he's a unique character, and I think that hopefully he'll start getting the push that he needs to be like that next level. Because I think he is next level. Right. Uh, uh, yeah, it marks me when people make <laughs> those comments. It really does, because he's been around for ages. He's been doing, you know, Eli Drake. That's been a that was his whole thing. He just wanted a name that would could use the same the same type of syllables, you know, and how to freaking go about it. Um. I mean, he's been around a long time. Yep. This isn't... He's been doing... Like, even on the indies, like, for those that don't know, here comes my favorite guy. Jim Cornette managed <laughs> Mr. L.A. Knight many moons ago under, under his own his real name, uh, Sean Ricker. Yeah. Many people don't know that. Have you seen the picture um, of... I'm sorry. You seen? Have you seen the picture of him being a roommate with um, Moxley? Um, I mean, a long time ago, I saw it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I keep, it keeps popping up. It, it's a cool picture. It doesn't show you that how young they were, and he was in the business way before the Shield and everything. But anyway, I'm sorry. Go. No, it's it's cool. It's cool. I mean, he's been doing this a long time, and that's what people don't understand. I mean, he's been perfecting this character for a long time. You know, people just wrestling fans find anything and everything to complain about. No matter what somebody does, it can be the most original thing ever, or or whatever, and they have some an issue. You could have somebody perform the greatest match of all time to be somebody that says it sucks. It's just the reality that we're in. So, let Ally and I keep doing this thing, keep getting the reactions. As long as the crowd's reacting, the crowd loves them. That's all you need. Yep. Um, let's let's stick with the whole topic of copying someone's gimmick. 
Um, Lacey Evans. She showed up on SmackDown mm. last week with a whole new attire, which mm. I I I, lo- I I liked. And I did, all I thought about when she came out was she had the Joe Sargent hat and um it had a cobra on it. And the first thing I thought about was like, oh, she looks like a GI Joe, but with cobra on it. So she's like a mixture. I didn't even think about the cobra clutch. I didn't even think of that. But it all makes sense. But now we get into it, and before we even get into the tweets and everything, um. Her, for her promo, Sergeant Slaughter was asked to be in it. So he could be like this drill sergeant that's training her. And he said he wanted no part of it. So he could have made some money out of this. But he wanted no part of it and everything. So anyway, she showed up with her outfit. And Sergeant Slaughter and his daughter go on Twitter basically talking crap about how she's copying off of Sergeant Slaughter and so on and so on. And... How he talks about how the daughter's a badass and how she's upset about this. Basically, almost like a, a PG 13 version of a, a threat. Because they even talk about like body bags and how how um, Lacey Evans is going to get it and all of that. And her quote was the best. And I'm, this is the first time I'm going to actually read word for word a quote from Lacey Evans. Her response to um, Slaughter was Between your hips and her ability, the chances of anyone in your bloodline to put me in a bag is zero. When you birth someone who can carry your legacy or take me out, call me. Until then, salute me like the real Marine I am. Amazing. I liked it. <laughs> anyway. I love Lacey. <laughs> oh, man. With her, WWE has dropped the ball so many times on her. This woman has been, you know, served our country, could easily be the biggest baby face in the women's division, and they always screw it up. Even as a heel, she's good as a heel, and they screw it up all the time. I don't know. I, I just never understand it. I, I'm also curious why Slaughter denied it, that, like wanting to do it also. I'm very curious as to, as to what the reasoning would be. He probably asked for, or his agent probably asked for a little too much money, and WWE probably said no. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah, they probably, you know, he's probably trying to give uh, the uh, whole thing. You want an extra autograph, you know, extra money. Oh, you need an extra three seconds of airtime, or it's going to cost you more. <laughs> Yeah, so a lot, a lot of people miss that that whole topic we're talking about. But yeah, so I'm sure it had to do with, with the money thing. But anyway, we'll leave that as that, I guess. But yeah, I liked it. But um, you said they dropped the ball on her. I think it had when the last time they dropped the ball. Supposedly, it's it's what is now being called the Oscar curse. It seems like anybody that works with Oscar gets pregnant. So, uh, <laughs> Rick Flair didn't knock her up. Are you sure? <laughs> no, it was Alexa, Evans, Becky, everyone who has had a great story with um, Oscar gets pregnant. So, Bianca, be careful. All right. Um. Yeah. 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 No. 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 Good. Okay. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Vince McMahon, um, was at Raw like always. He wasn't in Gorilla. But he did change the lineup of the matches. So he, it, like I said, it just seems like he's has to have his input in some some way somehow. But it's not major. But it's just like he just wants to be like I'm still the boss and I have say and I'm just gonna move my toys around and leave it like that. I, w- I want it this way. So he changed the lineups. Didn't make a big deal. The wall still looked good. But yeah, it had a little rinse touch to it, I guess. 
Yeah, I mean, if it didn't feel like it, I mean, but it was raw. And for me, every week it feels the same. So with or without him, it, it was always feeling the same. So I don't know. I didn't see the difference. Yeah. Um, um, quick news. Um, it's been rumored that um, Carlito's um, in Orlando working with WWE. Hopefully, a comeback. So we'll we'll see that. And so, and Kofi is unsure if he's going to continue doing crazy spots at Royal Rumble. Says so I think the last three have been failed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think he's at the point where he's like he doesn't need to do it anymore. So why do it? Yeah. But you you don't want to be like how much more can you do? Like everything's almost it's been done. Like like you're trying to reinvent the wheel a thousand times. I mean, what's there to do? Yeah, it's look it's look and it's looking bad lately too. It's like oh he he has only one foot on the floor and the other foot's just like in the air. <laughs> like it's, I just said it was like on a step or something. No, now he just has his foot in the air. They're like oh the other foot hasn't touched yet. It's like okay whatever. Um, silly news. I um now. Um, AEW is finally coming out with their video game, and the graphics are horrible. And wrestling fans are attacking them. Basically because in WWE 2K23, you, you're allowed to create wrestlers. And they are creating AEW characters that look way better than the AEW game. So AEW has taken forever to come up with their video game, and they definitely dropped the ball. And I, they're going to say this is their first game. That makes no sense. The ingredients are out there to create something good. The reason you guys, your characters look horrible in the game, there, there should be no reason for that. That just means you didn't go to the right guy or you didn't spend enough money to c- come up with a game that should be as realistic as possible right now. But it also gives just the AEW haters ammo to attack. Because people people love attacking AEW. It's it's like a, the new like market. <laughs> the funny thing is, I was actually I was waiting for Hector was going to. I was actually going to defend this, defend the game just now. So, and the reason why I, I defend it because they focus so much on the gameplay. Now, remember back in the day, No Mercy, how great of a game No Mercy was. Yeah, like No Mercy was the shit. For those of, those of you listening that were, aren't old enough, Nintendo sixty four, that was a game system. <laughs> it existed. No Mercy was spectacular. On the matches were great. Like it was so much fun. And you know, when reading about the development of the game, they wanted to make it like No Mercy. And the graphics, like I, it's not. Oh man, I'm gonna get tongue tied trying to prove my point. I'm actually trying to defend AEW. I think my my mind is like, wait a minute, what are you doing? You're defending them. You know, let's stop, stop. But. You know, they may focus more on the gameplay for people have a really enjoyable experience. Like I don't know if you guys saw the uh, previews. But they showed it. I saw an Instagram video of Darby Allen getting on this skateboard from under the ring and riding it around, riding in the ramp. Like to me, that's pretty cool. Like it's actually like, oh, sh-. like oh shit, it's a little hidden Easter. I got it's pretty sweet. You know, I think they focus more on all the gameplay aspects and graphics. You know what? Yeah, definitely. Graphics doesn't mean shit. Look at Madden every year. Madden every year. Oh my god, it looks so real. They never fix the gameplay because there's no other football competition. Right. And people complain every year, and they still buy it. I'm so glad you talked about competition because that's where my next thing is about. About the AEW haters. I still see the pictures. I mean, we're going to always see them, but of the half-empty arenas and they're making fun of them and everything. It's like they want AEW to go out of business. 
if they go out of business, it's bad for a lot of people. Besides the rest, it's for the fans. Because that means there's no competition. And WWE can do whatever they want and take a seat back and just relax. Another company trying to compete with WWE is good for business. So the fact that they can't sell out an arena and everyone's just going to take pictures of the empty seats and make fun of it. And it's a, it's a cool meme and everything. I mean, let's grow up now. Let's hope that they could do good. We, we don't want any of them to go out of business. We don't want AEW to shut down WWE, and we don't want WWE to shut down AEW. We want a place where we can watch wrestling six days a week. I mean, that's what we're going to have now. I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't want to watch wrestling six days a week, but most of them. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I mean, as long as we have DVRs. Because, like I said, back in the day when Roll was fighting Nitro, I, I had to go to work or school or whatever, pop a tape into my VCR. And, and make sure it was like recorded for nine hours, so I could be gone for the whole day at work and school, and record Raw and Nitro, because and that would be the only way to watch two shows that were on at the same time. And I'll call my mom to remind her to change the channel and all of that, so I can make sure I have all the shows taped on one thing, and then go home and watch it. There was no DVRs before. Now we can DVR everything, and watch it whenever we want. So it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. See, my, my solution back then was watch Raw and then the replay at 11. Well, if you, if you, if, if you were home, I, I wasn't. I was doing I was doing stuff, Raymond. <laughs> I was going, going back really quick to the arena thing. Being, everyone has their dips. WWE has it. AEW is going to have it. I don't see it as being a forever dip. And the video game, I did see a video of gameplay with Orange Cassidy. And I thought it was actually pretty good. Uh, he had put his hands in the pocket. What Mark said. The, I was like, okay. What Mark said, the gameplay is good. It just seems like it's like the close-up graphics. Like the one that everyone keeps on pointing out is um, Kingston. I guess he just he just won a match and the close-up is on his face. And his eyes are all googly and it shouldn't look like that. So it, like I said, it's the AW haters just looking for any little thing. Like, look, 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 look. And it's like, okay, get over it. Fine, whatever. But I understand that though. It shouldn't look like that, especially on the way games are looking now. Like sometimes you can't even tell if you're watching a good CGI cartoon or is it a video game or is it a little movie. So it shouldn't look like that. But in the world we live in with the, with the haters and everything, yeah, they kind of dropped the ball when it came to that. But it's almost time to wrap it up. So real quick, some real quick little news. Um, another reason why John Cena is such a great guy. Paul Heyman was stated saying that um, Cena had... No intentions and didn't want at all anyone to know about his Make-A-Wish, uh, everything that he's been doing for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And he didn't want anyone to know about it and he had to be talked into for it to be out in public. That he owns the record of how many uh, wishes he's done and all that. So I, th I thought that was cool. Very humble. He's doing it for himself and for the kids. He's not doing it. It's like, hey, look who I, what I'm doing. So that was cool. What else we got? Um, I don't think we could talk about everything. We, we're running out of time here. Um, Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, she's in discussions with AEW. So maybe whenever her ankle's not broken, she could show up at All In. Maybe. Sigh. What happened? Sigh. Huge sigh. <laughs> um, let's let's run it real quick. Um, August 18th, SmackDown is in Toronto. Um, last summer, Edge was in Canada and said that this time next year, he wants to retire in Canada. So that would be August 18th. 
Um, is that where he's going to retire? August 18? On a SmackDown show? Would he save it for a pay-per-view? Has he changed his mind since he's not on TV? Maybe he wants some another good run against Roman. So, we'll see about that. Mm. I don't, I, I, my heart is telling me it's not that. He, he also stated that he wants one more title run. Yeah. Um, I don't think... I think maybe next year at this point because I think I could see him getting the belt soon from like Seth or someone. I don't see him getting. But, the, I, I don't. I don't see him getting the belt. I, a title run as maybe like fighting for the title and not getting it, and maybe putting his career on the line. And Roman retires him. Oh, <laughs> Roman, I'm, I'm going to this topic real quick because I just saw something on my phone as we were wrapping this up. A latest rumor for Forbidden Door: CM Punk versus Kenta. Yes. I saw that, but I'm I'm waiting for more. Cause I think I think a lot of people, everybody wants to. I'm sorry that you guys hate Punk or whatever. Everybody wants to fight Punk. Punk, we're just tired of talking about him. Twenty four. No, but that, two different. But everybody wants to talk about him. And like Ken, Kenta has been talking about for 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 the, for the longest ever since Punk has been rumored. Like he's like, oh, I'm available. If no, if if nobody wants to fight him because of his attitude, I'm available. So he's been throwing his. He's like um Rakishi. He's been throwing his name. And the the only person I've been hearing about it is him. He's promoting it. And he's right, so promoting himself. Okay, there we go. There it is. <laughs> so he, he's promoting himself. So as soon as I hear it from someone else, I'll be a little more excited about it. But um yeah. Um real quick, I mean it's not worth talking about it, but your boy Raymond, Ryback, he's feuding with Booker T. It's a stupid feud on Twitter. It's not gonna go nowhere. <sighs> It was something about they wanted to do an interview. Right back, they didn't want to be recorded. He just wanted to say his side of the story, but not be recorded. Booker T um, canceled the invitation, and now Right Back is calling him like a chicken, and it's just stupid. It just seems like Right Back is just dying to get out there. Um, yeah, I think we're. I think oh, we're gonna wrap it up. Um, one more thing about why um, people hate wrestling so much. Um, Rhea Ripley, I think it was last week. She reached two million people on TikTok. She just started her TikTok account, so she got two million people like within days, which that's amazing. If it was any other celebrity, it would have been on Entertainment Tonight. It would have been on Yahoo News. It would have been everywhere. Rhea Ripley gets two million people within days, and we don't hear about it only at WWE. It should have been that should have been big news because show you how famous she is. But yeah, the wrestling haters. I'm not going to talk about it. Anyway, guys, that was a lot. Poor mommy. <laughs> it was. That was a lot, and this is so much still to talk about. I guess we'll talk about it next time. But um, that was fun. So until next time, guys. Um, wait before we. I mean, we have like a couple of seconds left or minutes. Any plugs or shoutouts? Uh, one of my plugs is going to be Longhorn Steakhouse. Woo! For a five dollar Jack and Coke each time. Wait, you're breaking. Wait, 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 You're breaking up. Five dollars what? Five dollars Jack and Coke. So you go Jack over there. Jack and Coke. Like, okay. Yeah, especially after doing this and talking about Simpunk so much, I'm gonna head there right now and get one. Uh, you said and Jack and Coke. Right? You said Jack and Coke. I was thinking about it was a hearty party or something. <laughs> and, of, and of course, give kids the world. At, you know, being serious here, give, give kids the world like always. Uh, please check them out on Facebook and uh, the other side of them, which is Hearts of Reality, uh, also on Facebook. Nice, Mark. No shout-outs. I didn't do homework again. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you got to go for the easy ones. So your, your, your bowling team, um, Wrestling Universe uh, in Queens, New York. And, yeah. Uh, yeah? 
You see, you're doing it for me. I don't even have to do it. Look at that. See, you did homework. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, listen, everyone, if you need a, if you need a portable toilet, go to United Site Services. There you go. All right. There you go. You see. There you go. You, you know, portable. You need a shitter for your party. You know. We always got to construct. We always got to go. Toilet. Services. We always got to go to the bathroom. And speaking about that, on our next episode, we could talk about how people were wearing pampers at the Taylor Swift concert. And would you wear a pamper for a wrestling match that you cannot miss? But we'll talk about that next time. <laughs> but until then, guys, stay safe. Enjoy yourselves. I'll see you guys around. See, see them punk out. <laughs>